Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of catching up with two amazing guys that have really had to turn on a dime during COVID. No strangers to the show, Art and Lane of DWA, that's Driving Well Awesome, Radwood, and now Rad for Sale, have had to take a step back to look at how a business built on in-person automotive and lifestyle events can survive in a time where we just can't get together. These guys, amongst their team of equally brilliant and passionate car lovers, are in the midst of launching an all-new auction business with its sights set squarely on their famously known area of expertise, an era of cars they've quite literally named and defined, the Radwood era. So stay tuned for the story of how their existing ventures are faring, and of course, their all-new auction site, Rad for Sale. It's a place where we can now all supremely geek out about cars from 1980 to 1999. The best part is, we can buy all of them. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Well, guys, um, I'm really happy to be speaking to both of you again. It's been a while. I'd certainly be out, uh, prefer to be out in California speaking to you in person again, like the good old days, but I'll take what I can for now. So for our listeners, I'm really pleased to be able to have Lane and Art back on the show today. And you might recognize their names from back in episode 50 uh, and then Lane back in episode 36. Oh, yeah. But if you <laughs> yeah, but if you don't, these fine gents are the team behind the DWA podcast. So Driving Well Awesome, the team behind Radwood the team behind DWA Rallies, Rad Transport, which we'll talk about and I want to ask you questions about, <laughs> and most recently, the team behind their new venture, Rad for Sale. So that's one heck of a property list, and we're going to spend time talking about each of them. But um, but first, uh, welcome to the show, guys. I'm so pumped to have you back. Yeah, excited to be here. And I, and I have to say, you know, to, to give our, our all of our homies credit here, we're part of the team. Uh, we are co-founders. Uh, there's, there's a few other folks involved, and... Uh, you know, but definitely super stoked to be here again. Always good chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for awesome. having us on, Trevor. Okay, so let's start off, um, you know, and first for the historical record, which I, I hope that this will someday we'll look back on or listen back on and acknowledge the fact that we're in a lockdown still, at least here in Canada and Toronto in particular. How are things going for you guys? I'm not I'm not really super up to date on on where California's at right now. I would say we're a step ahead of you. Um, whether that's good or bad, I don't know, you know, who knows, but, uh, so we, we were in full lockdown, I, I would say like four weeks ago and then that got lifted. There's been outdoor dining for the last, yeah, four weeks or so. And, nice. uh, out, so outdoor dining and, you know, you're allowed to do kind of, you know, do whatever essentially. Um, and then they're lifting actually just today in Santa Cruz County, they made it where there's limited in indoor dining and they're going to start allowing some events and stuff. So, um, wow. Just a lot, a lot, allowing more stuff. And my kids are going back to school, um, awesome. in two weeks, uh, for two days a week. It's like a limited schedule thing. Uh, so both okay. of them are going back to school, which is rad. Uh, so yeah, it's starting to kind of lift. Um, you know, I know my wife got the vaccine and I think a lot of people are getting it now. So, uh, Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. We're, we're way behind on vaccines in Canada right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we, we luckily had kids back to school. Uh, we had kids b back to school for quite some time during the fall. Then Christmas break, we were basically, 
uh, locked back together doing uh, at home learning until uh, what was it? It was uh, early Feb. Mm-hmm. And then um, we've we've had them back at school since early Feb now and things are going OK. There's only been like one case in my kid's school cool. that uh, they were able to isolate. And um, otherwise, it's just like, you know, I'm so thankful to have that time back during the day. Dude. And uh, and we're you know, it sounds like we're, we're in a similar situation. I don't think we're too far away from uh, a bit more of a liberal opening. Um, but I think we've only got like. I think it's five to 10% of our population has been vaccinated. Um, yeah. yeah. An embarrassingly slow rate. So. I mean, we're, we, I think our, our, our old people have been, va- been vaccinated for the most part. And then our teachers and, and our medical workers and stuff. So we're, you know, we're, we're not quite to the myself and art being vaccinated yet, but hopefully very soon. Um, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do a, one of our morning motors cars and coffees soon which we we like to do once a month at our um at our recording studio which we haven't also been able to use since <laughs> the pandemic i think a warren and i used it twice and then uh yeah hopefully we'll get back to our rallies and our full-on radwood shows which we are kind of we are starting to plan when those are going to happen so it's getting exciting yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I envy the heck out of you, man, uh, with the whole school thing. Like for us, it's been I, I, I was just <laughs> telling my wife the other day, I'm like, I think this is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Like trying to we're launching a whole new business. We're obviously working from home in general, like, you know, based on the way, you know, how we, we operate. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, you know, having an eight month old who requires attention on a regular basis throughout the day. And then we have a five year old on top of that. And my wife is also um, extremely busy right now. And uh, so she has a lot of webinars that she heads. So like we basically have to prioritize who's going to who's going to have to you know bite the bullet on the on the on the diaper, you know, like and it's sometimes it's an on the fly deci- on the fly decision where depending on what I'm doing right now, I'll, yeah. obviously I'm off the table, um, you know, but like, you know, sometimes it, it, it's we're literally kind of like texting each other. She's in the other room. We're like, go run and grab that. Uh, but I mean, it's just so, so stressful, man. Like it's so, it's so exhausting and stressful. And like, you know, your kids are obviously, uh, you know, fun and cool and everything. But just having them around all the time when you're in interrupting and interjecting and everything and requiring attention for every little thing when, and, and it's, it's tough for them too. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it gnarly. Is, yeah. like, I mean, like just seeing how they, like how they're managing this, you know, I mean, my five-year-old obviously being more kind of aware of the situation and just, you know, just, you, you realize that, that, that this is affecting them too in many different ways, kind of their personalities have changed and like, you know, just sort of how they perceive what's, you know, the lack of like, uh, play and interaction with kids and like all that stuff is is pretty 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 hardcore right so um it's a deep subject sorry i don't mean to go that up, but um but just i just really really envy people who are uh, able to send their kids to school i mean i know that obviously there's somewhat of a risk involved but overall though as you said you know it seems like you know kids don't necessarily transmit it uh or don't carry it as much or something i don't know what the the, the science is behind that but um you know so that that's actually kind of a, a one of these saving graces right of like the way that this virus works yes well i mean listen let's um let's hope that um by the time we we do this again this will all be a a distant memory i mean one that will it's like a deep scar but it'll be a it'll be a distant (laughs) distant scar that um that we'll be able to uh to work our way through it i mean I, i think we've all been trying to find ways to keep ourselves 
sane or find some semblance of normalcy in our lives. Mm -hmm. And and with that, I mean, you know, your kind of your your OG venture, the Driving Well Awesome podcast. Why don't we start there? I mean, how have you guys been doing through COVID with the podcast and kind of, you know, where's the podcast sit? Have you kept up the same kind of cadence and pace? Um, tell me a bit about the, how the show is going. All right, you want to start this? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, you know, because it's it's interesting to see how kind of like the dynamic has changed in terms of engagement, right? Um, you know, because people don't have a commute. They don't have a place to sit at the office where they kind of zone out at the end of the day or whenever after lunch, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of see that uh, spike. And um, and so people are super behind, you know. We were, we were traditionally, you know, or historically we were doing two episodes a week, right? We have a, a, a questions, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, a listener questions show on Thursday, and then we have our standard kind of format on Sundays. And, um, and so you see kind of the spread of everyone, like, in months and months back. And it's like the downloads are there, but they're way, way behind, right? It's like the same kind of numbers. And so we're like, how can we make it easier for our audience to really consume what we do, right? Like, they still want to listen, but, like, just the opportunities aren't there for the reasons that we're describing, right? So um, we've decided to consolidate it and make it into a one-week show for now. And uh, basically do the Thursday listener questions um, at the end of our of our Sunday show, if you will. Right. But it's all one thing and we release it on Thursdays now. Uh, and that's kind of a, a, a way to, 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 to not only free up our time right now, given that we're doing the whole rad for sale thing, but also to help our audience. Right. And uh, we want everybody to be able to, to, to listen in and tune in and and, and stay on, um, you know, recent and current, I guess. Uh, but that that's that's the major change right now that we've made. Yeah. And I would also add that. um <laughs> the f there's the the fact is that we don't do as much with <laughs> being locked yeah. down so True. you know the exactly. reality is like you know our podcast is pretty much about like what we're doing and seeing and you know things that interest us and and then sparking conversations and and mm -hmm. also doing stuff together and you know we <laughs> Um, we don't see each other that much anymore. We're not like <laughs> right. We we're not having rallies. We're not doing our cars and coffees. Um, and you know we could you know we have project cars, but we're not even working on those right now really either. So uh, it's uh, yeah. But I but I do like our new format, and I think it's like it's actually it's it's more of like a standard format where we go through um, more. We have kind of topics we we'll go through and stuff like that, and we'll. Uh, we still include the questions at the end of the podcast, um, but it's just kind of making them more like small segments on a long, a longer, a little bit longer show. I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly it, it, it's 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 hard to do a show uh, at the frequency you guys um, have been doing it and and we're doing it when so much of yeah your content is based on your experiences and when you're like I'm fucking locked in my house yeah. <laughs> what am I experiencing right now <laughs> yeah yeah um, it, it's interesting too I, I'd love to know if you uh, are at liberty to say or you know you don't have to answer the question either but um, like. In terms of the economics of the show, I, you know, like a lot of us who have been around, I mean, you guys have just kept on such an incredible pace of producing shows. Um, I've been taking like it's been a year since I've done a season of, of the Bucket Seat podcast, but that was like new job, COVID, like all the stuff that's happening in life. So I've taken a big break. But getting back to it and I'm seeing the pace that you guys are at, you know, I'm also seeing so many of the shows that I started listening to years and years ago that went from no no advertising whatsoever, kind of no monetization in general uh, to now all of the shows that I listen to all have in some way, shape or form some support for the show or some support to help um, kind of that effort going forward. So. 
and I've noticed that most most definitely with you guys. So you don't have to go into like the dollars and cents of it necessarily, but how has that been? You know, how how has that been in terms of introducing that aspect to your show? How has the audience kind of reacted to it? So in terms of uh, well, that's an interesting question. Yeah, the, the audience reaction. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say right in terms of feedback. We don't really get much, right? Like I, I'm our we. I guess I should say we regularly get feedback about a lot of things, but that is not one thing that people have brought up. Um, so that's probably I, a good I, that's, thing. Then. That's a good thing, right? Um, the yeah. few people that are close to us in the Bay Area, like you know, they'll, they'll mention stuff, but for the most part, like it's been super positive because you know we are pretty selective about what we advertise, right? So it's like it's not yep. like we'll like you know we have stuff that's relevant to our audience and and for obvious reasons, right? For for both to make it so that it's you know, uh, not something that people don't want to listen to and want to click, you know, fast forward, but also because we want it to be, uh, you know, successful and we want to give the, the, the customer or our, the advertiser, the ROI that they deserve. Right. So, so, I mean, that's kind of in a nutshell how it's been. I mean, we, we, I don't know what sort of nitty gritty you want to know, but like, you know, there's different approaches, right? Like w- historically we, we were kind of pretty selective, kind of like almost like a a la carte or, or, going out there ourselves and being like hey you know what like we we'd like to have these guys on and see if they're interested but then yep. eventually we did get on an advertising platform you know about i don't remember like a couple of years ago maybe Lane? yeah and, a couple uh, years ago. And, and so that for i don't know if you have a lot of other listeners who are podcasters but you know that's that's one way to to really kind of streamline that process especially free up your time right because if you're out there yeah. actively like trying to pursue um you know advertisers yeah. it's, it's super time consuming hunting Exactly. Yeah. So in this case, basically the way it works is, you know, you have a certain level of listenership, you put your name on there and, and um, you, you have a description and then they also assign, if they're good, they assign um, kind of a sales rep for you. And so then they go and sell your podcast. Basically they'll say, okay, right. um, you know, this guy's de- or this particular podcast has a demo of like a uh, core demo of like say 30 to 50 years old there. This is their kind of median wage, whatever the maybe education and they go out there and actually try to try to sell that to Harry's razors or whatever. Right. So, yeah, um, that's kind of the ideal scenario, right. Where, where you have someone else doing that for you. And, um, luckily we have had that, uh, but you know, that's kind of in it in a nutshell. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, it also, uh, goes along with our rallies and stuff like arts are really good at basically talking to these potential advertisers and, you know, people that support our rallies. So, you know, we have, like for example battery tender we had them on board for one of our or a couple of our last rallies and we always have michelin tires on board and um other companies and then we're able to and actually with those i would say we get quite a bit of feedback you know um we did have several people reaching out and saying oh i i bought six battery tenders you know Mm -hmm. because we gave a 20 percent off discount or whatever it was i forget um and then there is a lot like we do a um uh, a website that fights your traffic tickets and we we get a lot of people responding to that um and actually we can see we actually get those numbers of how many people actually use it which is rad and we get a lot of people saying like oh i got it and i got off from this ticket so we do get what's the what's the name of the service again off the record yeah. Off the record. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard, I've, I've heard it on a, uh, on a couple of shows. Smoking Tire awesome. has I it wish- now. Yeah. We've, we've had, I think Smoking Tire started doing it since the pandemic. 
Um, we've been smoking tires been one of our sponsors for probably three I mean, years on, now. Off I the would record, say. Has. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off the record. <laughs> 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 Co show sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, that's one what we're coffee. doing right now. Yeah. Off the record. Forward slash DW. No, just kidding. No, actually, <laughs> it, it, you have to put a code in. So uh, the, they have a pretty sleek little interface, and we were a part of that because we we're there very early on. Um, kind yeah. of the way that you know kind of a uh, tangential story but uh one of the guys that kind of co-founded that was an active listener and actually rally participant um oh, cool. uh, and so he used to come out and participate in our rallies and so eventually we ended up connecting on on advertising and so we helped them kind of develop a way to attribute listenership to us and stuff like that and so now they have a sleek interface where like when you download the app there's like this little pop-up and, and you can select if you listen if you heard the ad on radio or smoking tire or driving while awesome and stuff like that Whereas, like, you know, traditionally you have to go to a link and type it in and it's kind of right. funky. So they, they've right. done a good job. Oh, that's with cool. That. It's, it's so it's all in app, like the attribution for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's awesome. That's that is really slick. I actually haven't heard of that in app uh, yet. It's always been the like, you know, forward slash redemption code. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Cool. Um, that's amazing. I mean, I you know, it, it's so nice to hear, too, because I think there's a lot of question marks for many of us of like, are we ever gonna, going to monetize our shows? Like, how do we, how do we take advantage of all the listeners? And like yeah. from, for me in my day job being in communications, marketing, advertising, it's a question that we ask all the time in Canada. We're, we're in a fairly similar state, I think as the U S in terms of where the kind of the maturity, the podcast advertising market is. Um, and there's a lot of, companies that are that are representing shows now and are, are out there finding and hustling for them to get them the right sponsors okay uh, it's just it's funny that it's still a bit of a uh it's like what's behind uh the the curtain uh and and not everybody's revealing all of their listenership or their demos or depending on the platform you're on i think it's kind of it, it can be hard for some shows still it is um i just switched over to transistor and um it's just I, I was on Shout Engine forever, and uh, I just made the switch over to Transistor because I have a couple of clients who are I'm helping produce shows for that are also on it now, and it's just like the the world of difference when you start paying for something too uh, is is really interesting. Yeah, we yeah. use Simplecast now, and it's uh it's really really good. So uh, and it has better analytics and all that stuff. But one thing yeah. I would also say, I mean, if we're talking to like up-and-coming podcasters or, or established shows or whatever um you know one thing is like patreon's been a really good thing for us so um right you know it's uh it's it's a it's a pretty good platform um it's maybe not there's a little clunkiness to it but uh mm -hmm. it, it works well and it you know a lot of your listeners they want to like you know they want to throw you a couple bucks for being in their ear whatever however often you are with us it was traditional you know for the last five years it's been eight shows a month essentially and uh you know people throwing us five bucks a month or something and uh it just yeah it's it's a really cool way to do that and you can interact with your with your listeners as well which is really cool yeah yeah, it's good. I, I I mean, that's actually you guys are still the the only Patreon that I've ever consistently contributed to. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and that was like when you guys launched it. it. It's amazing, though. I mean, it's it's part of the beauty of the system is like once you start contributing, it's just kind of the, the automation of it. I've, I actually forgot until you just said that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm still pr I'm pretty sure that I'm still contributing there. <laughs> you, like, you'll um, notice every no, you'll just... notice every month when it comes off your statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally 
Um, okay, guys. So for in terms of the show, I mean, um, you've you've talked about the new format um, and that you've kind of adjusted to during COVID. Um, any any plans? Any anything changing? Anything on the kind of on the horizon for you that would be kind of distinctly different from what you're doing now? Or are you guys going to kind of keep keep on keeping on and using this as your platform to kind of help share the news about all the other stuff we're about to talk about? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, that's kind of the major shift, really, is that historically, you know, uh, Drywall Awesome and Radwood and all of our other activities have been a little bit sort of kind of compartmentalized in a way. And, and uh, you know, there's, as, as Lane likes to say, there's reasons for that, but those reasons are changing rapidly. So uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the goal is to basically integrate them a little bit better. So uh, you're going to hear a lot more of Radwood talk on Driving While Awesome. And, and um, we're, we're going to, especially for the Rad for Sale kind of venture, uh, we're, we're looking at ways to incorporate that better where we have like a segment or something like that that's committed to discussing what we saw like that week or what we want to buy or, you know, th- what we would love to ha- use as a rally car or something like that for our rallies. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see bo- more of that sort of kind of melding together uh, and becoming part cool. of like the whole ecosystem of brands versus uh, being kind of more of a separate thing. Nice. What's the uh, will? um do you have kind of like your master brand? Is that going to be DWA or how, how, where, where will it kind of like sit in that ecosystem of brands? So there's still going to be, they're still totally separate brands really. I mean, right, we do, right. we do the rallies on the DWA side and all that, but, um, they, they, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. So they are going to be separate brands still, but we are going to, they're just going to be like mixed together. Like you mix two audio files they are going to be overlaid a little <laughs> bit. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, if we do, we might even, you know, who knows, we haven't thought about, we haven't talked about much, but we could do a, a Radwood rally, you know, a DWA Radwood rally or something like that. So cool. there's a lot yeah. of, th- we're going to do a lot more of the mixing of the two things. And basically, you know, we, I think we use, you know, DWA, we can use it as a, an advertising platform as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but also just like it adds more to the show and everything like that. So I I think it does good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it is also, you know, the, the thing, I mean, you're aware of this, I don't know if your audience knows, but you know, Radwood is in, in 1980 to 1999 focused brand, right? Like that's, that's the whole thing. And so DWA gives us a little bit of freedom outside of that, right? It's, it's, it's all, all car culture and all cars of all eras. So it's still helpful to have that. And, you know, and it'll be helpful maybe as, as things progress and evolve with Radwood too, right? Like what's the next generation of that and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's still totally very much a, a thing that's, that's evolving right now. Right. Well, let's talk about Radwood. So Radwood as an in-person event has definitely been hit hard by COVID, like anything uh, that was in person. So all the health and safety restrictions that come with it. So talk us through where Radwood was at kind of just pre-pandemic and where you're at with it now. Yeah. So pre-pandemic, we had, what, 10 to 12 shows basically lined up for the year for 2020. Uh, We had just done a show in Austin, which was, I would say, our biggest show yet. And when was, uh, it, when was that? When was that? Uh, it was show? on Le- Leap Year, which was February 29th, I believe. Right? Because yeah, wow. February 29th. So it was, and uh, that was our last show we had. It was our biggest attended show ever. It was amazing. How many people? Uh, what was the number? Art? Do we know? Was we have it- a solid. It was right around seven thousand or something like that. Yeah. It was a really big wow. show. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, that's huge. And we yeah. filled the whole. So it's at um, 
uh driveway what's it called driveway driveway austin motorsports yeah. park yeah it's yep. it's a it's a fun little deal um uh, just really quick uh it's it's basically a dude who used to be a racer uh was in tech and retired and decided to buy up land outside of austin there and built his own racetrack like his own private racetrack but the way that he sold it to the city was that it was his driveway. No, so that's like not, saying, wasn't it? <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. All right. So the 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 best part of the story <laughs> is that he didn't even sell it to the city. He just built the thing, and then they came knocking on the door one day, and they're like, uh, "You can't do this." And he's like, "What? It's just the driveway to my house." <laughs> and, and, what? Uh, oh my yeah. god. Okay. That this this sounds. I, I need more details on this. Yeah. And, and uh, he doesn't well, li- – yeah, yeah. So there is a yeah. house in the middle of the fucking, the racetrack still, which is just like a storage container essentially. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think eventually he, he had to, you know, go, go through the whole, yeah. you know, the bureaucratic bureaucratic process. And um, he – uh, it's it's um it's listed as like an educational facility of some sort um and so they cool. don't do wheel to wheel racing there so that allows them to do that um it's all like uh, okay. kind of time attack type stuff they they do have bicycle races on there like um which is pretty rad uh but that is cool yeah it's a great great facility it's right all along the river there and uh, a lot of elevation change it was modeled after the uh the Nurburgring Laguna Seca and Fiorano because he used to race for Ferrari so it's this wow. really interesting facility and um but yeah we, we basically take over the racetrack and display cars on the track and stuff like that and we what's the sorry what's the name of the facility again uh driveway Austin Motorsports Park cool and we yeah, did we cool. so we filled the basically the entire track with cars on both wow. both sides of the of the track Oh man! Yeah. I mean, I've not been to Austin. I've I've wanted to go to Austin for South by forever, just mm-hmm. because of the advertising world. But, um, I mean, God, what a better reason to go now! Yeah, and um, then and then to scab onto that. So we did the one of the the like head organizers for South by Southwest was at Radwood, and she was basically asking us to be part of South by, um, and then South by got canceled. three days later um (laughs) so you know radwood the trajectory was that we would go to australia last year we would go back to england um we would go to a lot of the other places we've been before and some new places we had two shows that were basically you know not sold out because that doesn't happen until like a couple days before the shows but Mm -hmm. had a huge amount of cars going to philly and our um south carolina show at the michelin fact uh michelin factory or or headquarters uh headquarters uh, yeah headquarters sorry yeah um so we had both of those shows had like you know thousands of tickets sold to them and one i think the michelin show was two weeks after the pandemic hit um and so we had to cancel those and uh basically we were you know we were stuck without out shows and that you know that is we'll talk about later but that is what spawned um you know, actually going ahead and making Rad for Sale, even though we had talked about making it since we created Radwood, we had talked about having a place where you could buy cars and buy clothes to wear and buy BMX bikes to ride around shows. Like kind of like <laughs> yeah. a, on all places, uh, uh, you know, everything for sale that you want to mm-hmm. want to bring to a Radwood, essentially. Um, but but this, yeah. So th- you know, hopefully we'll get back to. I, mean, I think we will get back to having some shows this year. It's just, uh, it's all up in the air with COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that it's, uh, it's destined to change in, in many ways. You know, that said though, I, I feel like having, 
you know, experienced some of the, I think some of the innovative ideas that have come through because of COVID too, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a good kind of light at the end of the tunnel for, for car shows and meets that, you know, generally I know that there's a lot of like intermingling and people are around each other, but at the same time, you're for most part, you're out, you're outdoors. Um, you can be distanced. People could still be in their cars, I guess, in some capacity, um, like a drive-through car show. I don't know if that's even a thing, but um, there's a, we there was a big, doing that. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a big, there's a big retail brand here in Canada called Canadian Tire. And they did a uh, they did a drive through experience um, around the holidays where you could essentially drive through this crazy display of lights because all, you know, uh, kind of counterintuitively to the name. It's not just an automotive shop. Um, they sell all kinds of, you know, houseware and uh, oh, really? and, and kind of like everything from like oh. landscaping tools. Is to, it like to a Costco or something or like? I mean, I would say like a very similar product offering to like a Costco. Sounds like they okay. messed up on their branding early on. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's that's just why it's such you, a staple. That's why you don't go too too micro, you know. <laughs> that's totally, <laughs> totally. I mean, it was like a couple of brothers who started it as a as a as an auto shop. But anyway, so they they also are are known um, to to they they have like a ton of Christmas lights all the time, a ton of variety, and all their own in house brands and stuff and. They created the, this drive-through experience. There was an insane festival of lights, and you would buy tickets. I think the tickets, like the the cost of entry, went to a charitable. Uh, it was like a charitable donation, and as you drove through, all of the things that you saw on this like spectacle of lights as you went through it was all stuff that was shoppable. Like you could you could essentially be buying what you saw through the, oh, the okay. whole experience. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't even get, I have like an in through our agency and I couldn't even get a ticket to it, uh, before it shut down. It was so overwhelmingly busy again, cause people were looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, so I, it came to mind when I was like, you know, uh, something about like the drive-in experience, a drive-through experience. I wasn't sure if you guys had gone there with it. We had definitely yeah, that, thought about yeah. it, but yeah. it, it was one of those things where, I don't know, you know, we did a couple, we did two virtual Radwoods during the pandemic and uh, it was it was cool but it was also a learning experience that you know it it, it isn't the same right it's just yeah that's that's the facts and uh <laughs> I, I don't know how many how much legs a virtual experience really has it's like you know it's a cool one-time thing or maybe maybe uh once a year or something like that for people that can't make it to shows but the reality is you know it, it's all about being in that environment and uh hearing the music and uh seeing the cool cars and seeing people dressed yeah. up weird and it's all about that whole thing where you have this moment of like oh man this is so rad you know like and and i've had those like i've had those moments at a lot of our shows where you kind of have a little you have like because we're busy we're so busy during these shows and going up to them and you know a lot of it it's like more stressful than anything else and we're just trying to make it right for the the you know the person coming to the shows but i remember one time at philly i was um helping people at the front gate and getting them their shirts and stuff for royalty and and um for car you know people and then i had time where i could break away and i was walking towards the center area where we had the the dj and all these and it was like holy shit this is so cool like you know it's just one of those (laughs) like you have those moments where you're like whoa this is like we actually did it like this looks really this looks amazing you know and it just like the vibe was so cool there's people like dancing and stuff you know so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean 
I, I for me, I, I having been, you know, a spectator, um, I, I the fact like I I would fly to the West Coast to come and see the show. Like it blew me away. What what the the I guess it was Radwood too, um, blew me away to be there and see how well uh, organized. It was the first time I'd been to a car show where there was so much thought put into placement and like the general ambiance that you guys were creating. And, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I mean, obviously I, I, you know, I, I've wanted to stay in touch with you guys ever since. Um, and then when I went to Detroit, that was also like, I brought one of my buddies down and seeing that and seeing and being part of that experience there is definitely something special. So I'm looking forward to, you know, hoping you guys are able to get back to that, um, come like a little bit more of a normal time, hopefully, and a few more vaccines issued. But yeah. um, do you have any like really solidified plans or are you kind of just having to play it by ear for now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely uh, locations that we definitely want to hit. Right. Um, it looks like we're going to have to start back up at, at um, uh, NorCal. So uh, we're aiming for for a June date right now. Uh, we already nice. had, a, you know, we had a facility all lined up and everything, of course. So we're revisiting that right now and just making sure that scheduling works and all that. It's it's a tricky thing. I mean, you know, because especially last year, like I was still trying to I was still having those conversations with facilities and like they just weren't even open to red to, to, to locking them in. You couldn't actually book them, you know, be, based right. like our Philly location. Um, you know, they originally had given us an option to book it in May of this year and then they canceled that. And then like it's just been on mm -hmm. and off, uh, off and on. So um, but, you know, we'll see where things where things go as, as things progress. I mean, but just to answer your question, though, um, you know, we want to hit Austin, we want to hit NorCal. We'd love to hit Philly again. Um, Austin, we're still aiming for the, the weekend before the Formula One race, uh, which I believe is October 12th or something like that. It's the Saturday cool. before yep. that. Um, yep. And uh, uh, Seattle is still in the mix. Uh, you know, we're trying to squeeze them in uh, late fall. Oh, I'm sorry, late summer, early fall. Um, we have something really, really cool kind of lined up there. Uh, they're still very interested in, in hosting us. I can't really divulge too much, but it's a very awesome facility. Um, and then um, also, uh, we just actually had a conversation with the Greenwich Concours, uh, which is a different type of vibe, right? But, you know, it's it's cool to see a lot of these very old school traditional organizations uh, wanting to incorporate us, you know, because they realize that this is the next generation of like automotive enthusiasm and, and like, yeah. and, and, and so they really appreciate what we're doing and they're acknowledging us. And so they want us to be involved, right? Because they also understand that it's it's important for the kind of the livelihood of their organization, right? Um, um, so, or in terms of, you know, what they're doing. Um, so we're talking about doing something more pared down, uh, not, kind of like a curated kind of 50 car type of deal there. Um, you know, nothing is super solidified. We, we'd like to do it. We haven't confirmed it, but that's what's, ha like stuff like that is starting to pop up where we have these opportunities to, to have a presence at other events and things like that. Amazing. Okay. Um, what's next here? What about, uh, what about DWA rallies? We're going to get to the crescendo at the very end of this, but, um, uh, what about DWA rallies, um, kind of in a similar boat or are you guys able to kind of navigate through that? No pun intended on, on how to make those happen during, um, kind of more restricted times. So I'll, I'll start this. Uh, so the last full DWA rally, that we had was in Northern California and it was actually the weekend before lockdown, the first lockdown. So okay. when we were on the rally, the night, like hanging out at a bar, <laughs> I remember we were like, Oh shit, the formula one race just got canceled and it was opening day for the formula one, uh, you know, right. in Melbourne. Right. 
And then we were like, oh, man, Disneyland is shut down. Like, MLB <laughs> is canceled. NBA yeah. is canceled. It was like, holy mackerel, this thing's real, right? And then it was yeah. like, and then we were like, and I was getting texts from my wife, like, school's, like, shut. Like, they're not, like, kids aren't going in after tomorrow. And, you know, Friday's the last day and, and all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, so we had our last hurrah. And it was, like, amazing. It was awesome because we had a hundred and. 10 friends in killer cars on killer roads driving around and having a blast and then we all went home to and we went to stone brewery on the way home and 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 hung out and had drinks and and ate food and everything and then we went home and stayed in our houses for three months yeah yeah or or, or until (laughs) and until now really you know um Yeah. yeah so it was it was pretty crazy but we did find a few workarounds for that we did um two day long rallies so they were just like we call them rallies from home and okay. essentially it's like you start from home you end at home but mm-hmm. uh we did we made them like real like our regular rallies we had goodie bags with shirts and we had sponsors on board and and um we gave away prizes and and they they were really cool um you know it's definitely missing a little bit because you didn't have that camaraderie of like going to dinner together and right. and and then waking up in the morning together and and having those conversations about the roads you hit yesterday and w- what you're going to do that day and stuff like that. So you didn't have time to build relationships if you didn't know people as well. But mm-hmm. they were really fun for what they were. And um, and uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, as it, it's looking like we'll get, we're going to be able to do those really soon just because hotels are are open. Um, we can do outdoor dining. I mean, I would say one of the cool things that's happened from the pandemic, if we could look at the the bright side at all, um, every restaurant has an outdoor area to eat now. And it's like yeah. pretty yeah. awesome, you know? It's That was always a thing. And we're in this beautiful area, Santa Cruz, California, and it's like it, it rains like 10 days a year. And <laughs> I was in a T-shirt yesterday hanging out at a brewery for an hour, you know, just like it it's it's really nice outside and there wasn't that many places to eat before the pandemic and now you can go anywhere and eat outside and it's it's really cool and heat lamps and they have coverings and stuff like that if you need them but uh we're familiar we're familiar with that now in toronto oh the heat lamps especially (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that, Lane, because it is sort of like a cultural thing. Like, if you, if you go to, you know, I'm, I don't know about Toronto, but Montreal is, a, is a, a, a big food city, and there's a ton of outdoor areas to eat. Yeah. And same thing, you go yep. to Europe, you go to different, you know, San Francisco, kind of, historically, right? Uh, but, like, you know, it's not, it hasn't been part of, like, a lot of, like, American cities' culture to have, like, mm-hmm. an outdoor seating area. And so it's, except for, like, a beer garden or something like that, right? But Even now, San Francisco, it's, like, it's only on the bay. On the, yeah, the, the it's, bay. it's, it's, it's limited. Not, yeah, it's limited. Yeah. So right. it's it's definitely becoming um, yeah more standardized, which is great. Um, and it's it adds a whole new vi- other vibe. Uh, yeah. And then another, another rose tinted glasses. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another thing we started with the pandemic is uh, a sm- these kind of smaller rallies. We call them lunching while awesomes. Okay. Uh, so and we they're mainly for our Patreon members. Um mm you know an incentive for being a patreon member if you live near us it sucks for you guys like like you trevor (laughs) that live far away but um we do these lunching while awesome things and we will we will open it up to like instagram followers and stuff like that but uh we get a small group of people together it's true you know it's been anywhere from like 12 to 20 cars 
and we just do a little route to a lunch spot and we an outdoor lunch spot and we eat lunch and have a beer and uh go home essentially so it's kind of like a half day thing and those have been really kind of nice and a nice way to do something during this time when we're doing when we aren't doing much you know uh he's good for your mental health exactly our last one we went to a Mm. really cool uh hangar in monterey at the monterey airport and we visited a friend of ours who's a couple friends of ours that have been on rallies before and they had two hangars with amazing collections of cars whoa and the one had all these tables and couches and places to hang out and we got five pizzas and a couple <laughs> 12 packs and that was where we <laughs> nice. ended the rally and it was uh, or the lunching while awesome thing that's where we had lunch and it was really amazing and uh uh yeah a welcome distraction for you know oh that's so good yeah i mean <laughs> i think that we've we've all found ways to just enjoy like little parts of of our normal what were our normal lives now and so that's awesome you guys have definitely found you guys have definitely found the little pockets to uh, to still be able to get a bit of a break. Yeah. I did tell my wife, I think I, yesterday I was going to, because I planned to meet up with a, two friends for a beer um, before we podcasted yesterday, on our, you know, before we recorded the DWA podcast. And uh, I was telling my wife, I'm like, I think it's the first time I'm leaving the house since the previous Wednesday. <laughs> so it had been <laughs> right. a whole week that I hadn't yeah. left the house besides walk to the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we were That's also so in lockdown because of launching our new website. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it. I know, dude, for, for a bit there for, for the last 10 days or so, like, you know, it's just f- night day fading into itself. Like nothing matters. Like there's, you just, there's sustenance. You got to feed yourself maybe squeeze in a shower whenever you can and that's kind of the way things have been you know? i'm on i'm on slack with art at 2 a.m writing oh stuff and then i don't get a response i'm like okay he would finally went to bed i think I'm gonna go to bed too. you know <laughs> he it's passed like, out yeah his yeah. phone dropped on his face yeah exactly Pretty much, yeah <laughs> literally yeah. okay well let's 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 talk about it guys this is the big one uh and one i was super stoked to see uh the kind of like the first pieces of communication about it so rad for sale tell me all about rad for sale so yeah, Rad for Sale is uh, really an extension of the, the the Radwood brand and what we do, and it's 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 focused on the '80s and '90s uh, lifestyle and car lifestyle, I should say. But it is an auction to list vehicles from 1980 to 1999. Uh, we also take cool, noteworthy parts, uh, you know, memorabilia, ephemera, like Formula One vintage jackets, things of that nature, just to give you an idea. Um, but it's really an opportunity for us to extend the whole Radwood vibe to the virtual space. And, uh, and you know, people are super enthusiastic about buying and selling cars and we love to do that too. And it's been a hobby of ours for a long time. And as Lane said early on, we actually kind of had considered doing this since like Radwood too, right? Uh, the, the, the Orange County event, uh, back in 2017. And so we, we talked to a few people in the industry, um, that are kind of leaders in the space and we we're looking at collaborating with them and, at the end of the day, you know, we ended up deciding to do it ourselves. And uh, quite frankly, yeah, the, the whole uh, pandemic thing is what really accelerated this process. You know, we were considering doing it eventually, but uh, given mm-hmm. that we quite frankly needed to, 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 to make a living and, and, you know, we saw the opportunity there and uh, we decided to execute it. And uh, just as of this week, you know, we, we officially kind of launched. I mean, it's it's been a slow process. We did some soft launches. We did some, you know, a lot of 
still tweaking, you know, brand new platform. Um, it's amazing. Besides the buggy stuff, it's just amazing how much you realize it's like, oh, you know what? I need to add that. Or, you know, this is easier to do this way. And like, well, this, just for workflow and for, you know, user experience. And so and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a tough thing, right? Because you want the site to be as good as it can be right out of the box. But like, you know, at the same time, you have to find a compromise where it's like, okay, this is, this is great. People have a good experience, but then we can continue kind of tinkering as we move forward. Right. So right uh, your 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 minimum viable product to get it out right exactly yep. exactly the, the the good old yeah. mvp yeah and one yeah. thing we do plan on doing is associating you know having heavy association with rad for sale and radwood so rad for sale at right. radwood shows so they're gonna go hand in hand you know when we do a show in let's say we do a show in toronto which we've kind of like toyed with you know um and i love toronto <laughs> as a city so i'd love to go back yeah. there but, you know, if we did a show there, let's say we would, you know, we would announce that and we would and it would, you know, we'd say something like if you have a car that you want to sell around from this date to this date, feel free to bring it to Rad for sale. It's totally. it, you would get. And if you list your car, you would bring your car to Rad, you know, to to the Radwood show for free. Yep. Um, yep. And you, we would have a corral with all these Rad for sale cars, cars that are on the site now coming soon a cool place to check it out if you're local um Mm -hmm. check out the car talk to the owner you know go over it you could also send a friend there it's also one of those things where you know down the road oh i you know people we have comments on rad for sale so people are allowed to comment on every car people will go in there and say i saw this car at radwood toronto it's super nice it's like perfect the paint was amazing or oh it had this like rust bubble on the rear corner fender you know that i don't see talked about you know there's a lot of information to be had there and like and i think that is that's kind of what we're building all of this on is our community and the people Mm -hmm. that go to the shows and that are you know we we were in this there's this new app called clubhouse that everyone's on it's like the new yeah the next yeah, big been thing like messing around with it so we uh, we did a little clubhouse thing the other day talking about the website and people were jumping on and there's so many people that are you don't even i had never talked to them about this but they're they're we're like oh did have you been to a radwood they're like yeah i've been to six and you're like whoa okay we've, <laughs> wow. we've never done more than like three in one location so you know mm-hmm. that and you know one guy's like oh yeah i took i went with like 10 people we all drove to the philly one and then we flew like i went to the la one i went to the san francisco one i went to the 2018 la one you know like it it's pretty crazy we have a we have a big traveling you know we we're like i, I don't know it's really cool dude we're like yeah, yeah i mean i feel i feel it's it's so sick to be able to wear like now what are like the commemorative t-shirts for each of the years that yeah, i yeah. grabbed a t-shirt from i'm like man i don't want to like now i worry about where i wear it and when <laughs> i wear it because i'm like i don't want this thing to get like a hole in it or get a big stain on it yeah, because yeah. i'm not going to get another one yep that's funny how that is right yeah but yeah it's and it, it's it's all about really the community and and, and our following and, and kind of that whole the whole I, I keep calling it an ecosystem right but it's all the different mm-hmm. activities that we mm-hmm. do and it's all we have a lot of people that are that are really for lack of a better term kind of invested in what we do like they they really are very serious like you're describing right like they they, they take a lot of pride in like what in like the whole radwood brand and like and being a part of it and contributing and like buying cars just to participate so we saw all this and it's like dude like Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity for for people to contribute and participate in a different way, and it's already there. Like, why go seek out, 
that stuff on Etsy when like or or that super rad whatever or car and, and just go to the source. You know, it's going to be all right there. Yeah. Right? Um, and um, also, like, I think that, you know, as Lane is describing, it's it's you know, you, there's a lot of brands out there who, who, who who've maybe historically been auction sites or whatever, but like they don't have the community component. Right. And like and we do. So it's it's we, we have that where I love this. Like this is pretty it, it all ties into what I'm saying. But like. You know, you, you, you always feel a little cheeky about, like, advertising a car on your feed, but, like, it's not. It's just content, right? Like, it's, like, because it's cool stuff. So, like, people are super stoked to see whatever we post that is on the site because it's all Radwood era stuff. Like, it's all relevant. So, like, it's not that it's an ad. It's, like, oh, crap, this is available. Like, no, this is super cool. Like, I want to I wanna know more about it. Like, let me go check out the site. Like, let me participate in the conversation, you know, all that. So there's, like, enthusiasm around it as opposed to it being, like, this negative thing, being being served like this ad, right? So um, and I'm, totally. it's not that we're serving ads. We literally are making a post about the car and talking about how cool it is. But it's not like, uh, not like you know, you know what I mean? It's 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 a pretty cool totally. unique situation. Well, I find too that um, what you're doing is is a lot different than what I've seen from um, from like other you know competitors or you know other other brands that are kind of doing something similar in a similar space. Is that you're started you're started in the real world physically with with yeah. all of these vehicles and kind of creating the community around it. And I think what it does, at least in my from my perspective, is adds a level of transparency to uh to the whole like vehicle buying purchase just what you're going back to what you were saying about mm. someone commenting that they saw that vehicle at you know xyz show like sure that might happen on other platforms but the fact that these cars are part of that community just makes it so much more um i just feel like it's a uh it's, it's a deeper or more connected yeah. process when you know that you know that nobody can hide anything yeah this car hasn't been sitting in a you know in a storage unit for for 30 years or something it's been out there people have seen it and and it, there's like full exposure to it so i mean i i certainly i certainly think that this is going to go well or bode well for you guys yeah yeah we yeah, hope so um, <laughs> but it's yeah, definitely that, sure. that's it that's it <laughs> yeah but i mean for example we have this really cool um cult on our site right now and it's like we have a soft launch going right now where we have what eight cars art i forget yeah eight cars. Or nine, right now eight, eight or eight listings. gts yeah, yeah. yeah eight yep. listings yeah so that that car um if you look it was actually it's been on a dwa rally so it's test you know it's gone on an 800 mile rally um tons of people have seen that car uh, i'm not sure if it's been at a radwood or not but uh you know, it's just and that that guy is on the Radwood Facebook page talking about that car. So it's like a known <laughs> entity, right? Like a lot of these cars right. are are known things. And, you know, our Facebook, for example, our Radwood Facebook page has like twenty three thousand people on it. And it has like hundreds and hundreds of posts a day. And it's like right. just this crazy active community. And uh, and and on top of that, we have another like a rad a, a classified facebook page for radwood and that pa that page is you know uh 30 cars listed a day and stuff like that and a lot of these a lot of these people will now have a place to actually list their car to be auctioned off you know and yeah. and reach like the buyers that they want to reach which is people that are into these cars yeah and so is this guy going to be the uh was he the leader of the cult cult 
Is that what the uh, <laughs> is that? Oh, the rag, the rag, right? Oh, it, is it a rag? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, a group of the colts rag. is a rag. Yeah, yeah it's called a uh, rag. Yeah. yeah it, it, so this guy in particular, he's awesome. So, um, you know, we, we were featured in, in Forbes of all places a couple weeks ago, and um, no kidding. Yeah, and so the editor oh, wow. asked, like, to to basically, you know, if there was anyone in the in the community that was listing a car that they should talk to that was like exemplary of like the type of people that we that we have come to our events and everything. And I'm like, you got to talk to josh like the cult owner because he's awesome he he like he seeks out the, the weirdest most obscure stuff but like that isn't necessarily the most valuable it's just super cool and interesting of the era like it's just yeah. really and, and and like this is an example he also has like i mean and, and this was confirmed by alex the editor at forbes because he saw this car it is the nicest a mazda navajo in the world and it's it so this is like <laughs> i don't know if you know what this is but it's a rebranded two-door ford explorer sport from the early 90s and but it's it's oh brand, okay it's yeah. branded as a mazda and it looks a little first different but it's explorer. basically the, yeah it's first gen explorer it basically looks the same but you know has a different grill here. and stuff yeah yeah and yeah. uh and it does and it's like stuff like that which will eventually end up on rad for sale you know and he's got a bunch of other things but um you know th- there's uh, people like that of course there's also the on the high end side you know we've had f50s and 959s and you know f40s and stuff like that at our shows which we love uh but yeah. like it's just, you know, and that's part of the whole thing, right? Is that our site is going to reflect that. It's going to reflect what you see at Radwood. It's going to be a, the, the whole variety, right, uh, angle. And, and um, we have the royalty section. I don't know if you saw that on the website. And you've yeah, been I'm looking at show. it right now. Yeah, you know yeah. that you've been to our shows. You know that that is where we kind of curate the most iconic stuff of the era. And, the, you know, people pay a little bit more to be like in this area that has a little more space and, and people can really enjoy the cars a little more and usually cooler backdrops for photos. So they're likely to end up featured on Instagram and things like that. Um, so that whole idea, we, we basically poured it over to Rad for Sale. So you can pay a little bit more to get a longer listing, right? It's, it's 10 days versus seven days, but also you're going to be featured at the very top uh, and you're guaranteed social media exposure at some point, you know, that's not going to be feasible for every car in the, on the site. So those cars right. are, we're going to limit it to a certain number. We haven't decided exactly what that's going to be, but the, the, the point being to make it a little more visible and exclusive in a way. Right. Um, but, uh, those cars again, you know, it's, it's not going to be the most valuable stuff in the world. You hear royalty and it's like, oh, it's going to be Countach's and Diablo's only, but look at what you see there. You know, we have a, a Porsche 944 turbo cup car, which is a super, super rad car. Um, and, it is, yeah. you know, and, and then you have that Colt GTS turbo and you have, a, you know, a, a good mix of stuff, right? There's a motorcycle in there, a cool, like you another know, 944 turbo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the 944 no. turbo might not be in royalty, but but uh but, but yeah oh, okay okay yeah. i see what you mean and but trevor, in general you'd be so oh, i was gonna say trevor you'd be stuck to know that that 944 turbo cup car that's a canadian that was a canadian race series is that the rothman's car rothman's oh, yeah, turbo cup series from 19 uh, what year was it art 80, 80, 88 and 89 uh yeah. yeah and this car in particular oh. uh is uh a, a, a podium multi-podium finisher and actually a winner at the 89 uh mont tremblant uh, uh race up there with uh this guy ryan no not ryan sorry rick by i'm spacing out his name great name yeah and uh <laughs> and it's just it's got a really cool story like the, the car itself you know it was competitive it was always at the front it was always a top five finisher it podium uh, i think three times three times um not in first place and then it won one race so four podiums total um wow. but the cool thing about this car is um the delivery is insane right it's like the most it iconic is really insane. It, and and yeah. and 
the 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 footage shows it like yeah if you look on youtube like the guys the the, the selling dealer actually went and did the the, the math and it's sh- it's shown on 60 percent of the footage of the series in period because the reebok livery is so like it's so um you know interesting right and it's like it's just so in your face it's like it's got like yellows and neon greens and and all this other stuff uh but also the whole legend about this car is that the win uh was because the team was so underfunded that um when when uh during this race it started raining they kept the guy out on slicks because they they didn't have a set of of rain another set of rain tires so the guy stayed out on slicks fell back in the field as the as it started to get real wet but then as it started to dry back up he actually passed every single car and won the race at the like on the last lap basically you know and um so it was like the super rad race and um they they made an amazing video that's um uh, will be will be actually including included in the listing here shortly but uh it's like a montage of that race you know of him like just flying through the field and like you know like the rain like spray everywhere and like him sliding all over the place it's it's a super super cool car um we're really excited about that one it is our That's lot so awesome. lot number one, and, um, and I wish I wish that I could afford it because <laughs> I would so buy it. Me too. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's tr- listing current bid is seventeen seventeen thousand nine forty four. Yep. Yeah, and oh, it yeah, is street a, registered. Right. Yeah, oh my god. And yeah. I mean, it's not to be to to someone who wants a really special car like that at the end of the day, and that's, um, you know, it's still a lot of money, but it's all it's also not, it's also not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, it was at the Bridgehampton Concours two years ago, um, featured, and you know it's a it's it's a really cool car. So cool, yep. so cool. Okay, just before we, because uh, we'll, um, I think we'll wrap it up here in a minute. But just give me the basic breakdown of how the uh, the auction mechanism works. Like vehicle is submitted, how long is it up for? Kind of like what is the like what are the general steps that someone that one would go through to have a vehicle listed, and and kind of what they would expect out of it. Yeah, so the, it, everything on the site is curated. So you know, it's uh, you do go through the submission process. Uh, you also have to select what you want, right? So you select uh, either a no reserve auction, which is forty five U S dollars. Uh, there's a, a reserve auction, which is eighty five U S dollars. That's those are seven day auctions. And then we have the royalty one, which we mentioned. That's one hundred and twenty five U S dollars, and it's a ten day listing with other perks involved. And the the okay. parts and accessories and things of that nature are free to list. Um, but you know, again, very very vetted and, and curated because we, we we you know you might have a cool little Hot Wheels car, but you know <laughs> we were trying to put stuff out here that's pretty noteworthy and interesting. Right. Um, and so uh, you go through that process, you submit basic information, right? You know, like anything that you can think of in terms of that's associated with the car, like make, model, VIN, year, all that stuff. And then we get into the details, right? Like um, kind of service history, modifications, uh, ownership history that you know about. And then the general kind of tell us all type of deal. Um, you submit that listing. We get it on our end. We go through you know, kind of and read through it and determine whether or not we want it to be listed on the site based on kind of its radness factor, right? Um, right. We're, we're, and and it, again, value is irrelevant. Um, you know, if, if we see that it, there's a cool project car that we like, we'll, we'll list it, right? Um, but um, after that, you know, we, we'll, we'll let you know if we want more photos or not. You send us more pictures and then, and then you know, we s- schedule a time for it if we accept it, uh, time and date, and we list it. That's it. So cool. Do you have a guide kind of for, for those who want to submit just in terms of what images, like what angles, all of that kind of stuff? Totally. That's, that's a great question. 
So we do have a we have a this is how you do it section at the top, and that kind of that kind of runs through all like the questions. It's a Q and A and facts and questions kind of thing of you know what is the percentage that the buyer has to pay and and all these kind of things. Um, but uh, beyond that, we also I put together a photo guide, which because I think the photos are one of the most important things of selling yeah, a car, sure. and I think it's a real sh- real shortcoming of most listings you know craigslist is famous for this where you go and there's like three photos and two of them have mcdonald's wrappers all over the (laughs) seats and cigarettes and and you know exterior it's it's like shot at night in the rain and it's crooked (laughs) and there's a there's like the guy's wife standing in front of it because it's just a random picture and it it's just not good right and yeah so i i put together a photo guide where kind of go through everything from you know what format like should i shoot it horizontal or vertical like we want all the all the shots to be horizontal um what like i say you could use a camera or a cell phone cell phones are really good these days you know you can get a lot out of a cell phone and uh they're they're high you know high quality images uh and then it's everything to like what should i shoot um like what angles should we get what should i take picture you know like a lot of it's you know you go to take pictures of your car you're like oh what should i take so we also have we along with this guide we send out a checklist to every person that we approve and we say okay here's the checklist of a shot list essentially so it's right. and for them to print out and they can check off all the things when they're taking pictures of their car or having their picture taken so we're going to also recommend photographers that people for people that you know want that service that aren't aren't handy enough with the camera and don't think they can do a good enough job taking sure. pictures um, we'll recommend, you know, if you're in Boston, we have a guy in Boston. If you're in Southern California, we'll recommend someone in Southern California. Um, yeah, so right. we have all that. And uh, I think that all, it all adds up to a better experience for the person buying the car and also more confidence in a car with good pictures and, and you know, a, a, and just a, a better looking ad essentially. And, and that, that makes more, you know, gives the buyer more, a lot more confidence. Right. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, going through it right now, uh, it's really nice photography. That Turbo Cup car has such nice photography, too. Um, But um, so, I mean, it looks as I'm scrolling through the site is radforsale.com. So Mm -hmm. if uh, if you're listening to this now and this episode will probably be up. So we're mid-March now. So this episode will probably be up uh, kind of early to mid-April. Um, so, you know, we'll, what would someone expect to see kind of in April? What do you guys have in, in the pipeline or is there, uh, you know, what, what kind of, uh, exposure could you give someone listening, um, uh, uh, in April? That's a great question. I mean, we do have some pipeline built out, right. And it's, it's really kind of figuring out right now, this, as we speak, literally we're, we're, we're going to get off this call and determine kind of what the next cars are going to be. Right. Cause now that our site is pretty stable and is looking nice, uh, you know, we're going to f- start trickling stuff in, but just to give you some idea, like, you know, we have like a Subaru Brat, a really cool Subaru Brat that'll be on shortly. Nice. Uh, it's a, a, uh, essentially a one owner car. It was, a, it was a barn find by this one guy, uh, locally and he started to kind of restore it. So, um, mechanically it's extremely sound very it's a pretty low mileage car it's uh, i don't know that i can't remember the, the details on the ch- on the chassis code or whatever but it's an 81 which is which is the first year of the second generation motor but it looks like the older one you know it's got the round headlights oh, cool instead yeah, of the square yeah. ones um and so 
yeah, it's super cool little car. Uh, we have um, a line on like some Lamborghini stuff that I can't really disclose too much about. Uh, but you know, some Diablos, maybe a Countach, maybe a Carb Countach. Whoa, nice. Uh, there's a a big collection of cars too that um, you know we're kind of keeping tight lipped about. But it's a 30 car collection that's basically all of like the most iconic stuff you can imagine from from this one tuner um the in period uh that one's also in the works that there should be a lot of publicity here pumping by by april you should actually see that because um the video should be out and then we're going to probably list that late april early may because uh, we're going to give it some time you know because we have to build quite a bit of marketing and publicity around that one but uh you'll hear a lot about that uh purple ford probe Purple Ford Whoa. Probe, yeah, manual <laughs> V6. Uh, that one's that one's coming soon. Uh, he's it's, he's actually uh, fixing a few little details here before we list it. Uh, he's really eager to list his 1985 Mitsubishi Galant, <laughs> which oh, is oh yeah, there it is, <laughs> which is like a you know a super rare obscure car uh, that you just never see now. Like I, I I as a matter of fact, I've only seen two in my life, <laughs> and um, um, I don't think they were even very like ubiquitous in period because that was right when like Mitsubishi was starting to export more cars to the U.S. I think, um, mm-hmm. and this would have been like a big executive sedan or whatever, and you know tapping into that market, uh, but. That car will come up very soon, and it's actually a really, really nice example. I think the mileage is pretty low, too, um, but he's sorting out a few little details on that. Um, the, the, that's going to be a no-reserve car, as is the Probe. Both of them will be no-reserve cars. Uh, but I'm thinking April, yeah, well, it's going to be this type of stuff, though, right? I mean, you're going to – there's there's some some other Porsches, and uh, there's – I'm trying to get some more JDM stuff on here, uh, including importing – or, sorry – uh, through exporters basically so um, mm-hmm. you're in Canada we're open to listing international cars uh, there's a guy in Greece who's got a big collection too that, that wants to liquidate some stuff and so you know we're 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 basically the platform that markets and and, 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 and facilitates that whole thing uh, you know the, the the visual aspect the engagement of the vehicle but we don't necessarily facilitate the transaction so that that's handled by the buyer and seller where there's we can give oh, okay you, gotcha yeah we give you tips and stuff like that right uh, but uh, you know, so in theory, the cars can be anywhere, right? It's just it, it, that that is something that would be handled by, by those folks. So in the case of the international cars, um, we are kind of vetting and especially here early on and, and, and working with people who have experience selling to uh, people uh, in the U.S. so they can help with the, the importation process and the broker p- process and all that kind of stuff. So those things are, are, are streamlined right so that people are not concerned and, and freaked out because it is a scary thing right like <laughs> you yeah. know um, yeah yeah I, I still haven't done it i really I, I i think you know in the in the near future i might i might give it a shot you know on our podcast i've talked about getting into like a little rear-wheel drive k car of some sort and like you know it'd be kind of fun to, to find seek one out have someone there locally you know kind of uh find one for me and then uh you know go through that whole process and see what that's like it sounds awesome well, guys, listen, um, you've got a lot on the go. This is super exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you guys on all of this and seeing how it all goes come, uh, you know, when this episode is up in in April. I'll make sure to link a bunch of posts um, from the site so everybody can kind of see some of the product that's on there. I would highly recommend that anyone listening follow you. So why don't you guys give a bit of a uh, the laundry list of all of the socials that you can uh, that you can mention and that people can follow you through. It is becoming a laundry list. Art, you want to go for it? All right. So yeah, uh, it's radforsale.com, radwood.com, 
uh well before we get to socials right because you can find those on anywhere yeah. uh and then drivingwellawesome.com uh driving well awesome on any social rad for sale on any social and radwood official on any social uh is, is going to get you to these places amazing good job anything else lane did he miss anything uh, i don't think so i think he covered <laughs> it dude. i think we're all good yeah awesome awesome um and sorry and dwa podcast is every every Wednesday? thursday now thursday yep. thursday okay yep. so make sure you subscribe to the dwa podcast as well you can stay uh in touch and in tune with the guys um we will uh we'll definitely be uh sharing that out as this episode goes up on the bucket seat podcast but listen uh art lane thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this i know it was early for you on the west coast uh to get in and do this but um Again, much appreciated. It's so nice to be able to chat with you both. And um, I'm wishing you the the best of luck on Rad for Sale and everything else that you guys have been working on. Thanks, Trevor. I look forward to seeing you in person soon at a Rad. Yeah, one. thank you. Yeah. And and hopefully, and I, I don't know if 2021 is the year, but maybe 2022 is when we finally have a Canadian Radwood. So we'll, yes, we'll, we'll have to make yes. that happen. Or or just a rally, just a DWA yeah. rally would be great. I, you know, yeah, I can yeah. I can help you guys with some of the scouting for I, some of these roads around here. There's oh, some good man. ones. We would love that. Yeah, we would love that. Yeah. But yeah, listen, guys, thank you so much again. Um, I'm your host Trevor Byrne. This has been the Bucket Seat Podcast. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes, and you can find me on all of the socials at the Bucket Seat. Um, for now, we'll say goodbye. And uh, again, guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for having us.